0: In the name of our loving God, amen. Amen. I want to preach this morning about love, not just the kind of love we seem to easily fall into and just as easily out of sometimes. The love that Jesus proclaimed was more like something we need to practice to get good at. The kind of love, in Jesus's case, and for others throughout history, required laying down his life for his friends. Today's readings also compel us to think about mutuality, the mutuality of love, God's love for us, and the mutual love we are called to be a part of in relation to all of creation. The mutuality of love in creation among people and between God and humanity. That's a lot. First, we need to understand that mutuality and equality are not exactly the same thing. The word equal means like or alike in quality, degree, value of the same rank, ability, merit. There's a kind of quantitative exactness to being equal, which is why George Orwell's statement in Animal Farm, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, stands out for us as a contradiction in terms. The word mutual, however, means possessed, experienced, performed by each of two or more with respect to the other or others. One might note immediately that some kind of relationship is necessarily involved when one uses the term mutual. A synonym for mutual is reciprocal, meaning a relation in which one act, thing, feeling, balances or is given in return for another. Four quarters equals $1, but I might be more than willing to accept three quarters from you in exchange for my $1 bill if I'm in a hurry to put money in the meter and I need exact change. The transaction, while not entirely equal, was mutual, and you benefit by being 25 cents richer. Not a lot. What is important here is to recognize that a relationship doesn't have to be equal in order to manifest mutual love. Humanity and non-human creation are not always equal, but there are certainly ways in which each can benefit the other. An adult and a child are not, in most respects, equal, but there can be mutual love in the relationship. Humanity and God are not equal, but we are called into mutual love by our creator. How does mutual love in creation work? René DuBose, who lived from 1901 to 1982 and was a well-known bacteriologist and Pulitzer Prize winner, wrote about symbiosis between the land and humankind. Symbiosis is a word that comes out of the world of biology and refers to the living together of two species of organisms, a term usually restricted to cases in which the union of two animals or plants is not disadvantageous to either, but advantageous and necessary to both. DuBose wrote, that symbiotic relationships mean creative partnerships. The Earth is to be seen neither as an ecosystem to be preserved unchanged, nor as a quarry to be exploited for selfish and short-range economic reasons, but as a garden to be cultivated for the development of its own potentialities of the human adventure. The goal of this relationship is not the maintenance of the status quo, but the emergence of new phenomenon and new values. Humankind and all the rest of God's creation, plants and animals, rocks and minerals, sun, moon, and stars exist in relation to one another. The degree to which this relationship, or perhaps more accurately, this complexity of relationships, is mutual is truly a question. But it is when we begin to see, for example, that toxic waste is not only injurious to the earth, but also to our own health, It is when we begin to understand that we can no longer eat the fruits of the earth when they are from polluted lands or polluted oceans. It is when we begin to see the dependence of humanity, not only on God, but also on God's essentially good creation, that we finally begin to see the need to practice the work of love with respect to the earth. Practicing love with respect to the earth and its creatures means more than participating in the local recycling efforts it means working on what may be a wholly new attitude toward and respect for all forms of life including their diversity their interconnectedness and their value as sacred parts of god's creation the earth has yielded freely of her bounty and beauty to humankind for thousands of years. While we have cultivated the earth in a caring manner in part, we have also abused her in selfish and greedy ways. God's call to mutual love means that we must do away with abuse of the earth, and work to cultivate the creative partnerships of mutual love. In exploring mutual love among people, I want to use as an example the relationship between adults and children precisely because the relationship is so obviously unequal. In a previous issue of Smithsonian Magazine, there was an article entitled, Winsome, Weird, and Wonderful, Art Made by Children. The pictures in the article were stunning. There were colored paintings and drawings by children and teenagers from various nations, Norway, Turkey, Albania, Argentina, France, the United States. They were simply stunning. Their power lay not in their artistic perfection or in the training or lack thereof they reflected, but in what they expressed. A tremendous range of emotions on the part of these children artists. The text of the article was also about a children's museum in Oslo, Norway, the only one of its kind at the time. And the museum's curator is a man named Raphael Golden. Golden had this to say to readers, to respect children is very important. This people don't understand. Children may not be able to speak to us in our language, but language is wonderful. What they express is a stage in our lives that we cannot return to, and at the very moment they experience it. Golden leaves no doubt in the reader's minds that mutuality or respect is the dynamic at work in this cultural endeavor. Children expressing their deepest feelings from their own experience, telling us what childhood is through their hands, if only we who are adults will listen and look. And what of you and me, Christian worshipers who long to express our deepest feelings during this sacred hour every week, Do we have the opportunity to really do that? Is the love that we have for each other in this atmosphere of common prayer anything like the love described in the fourth gospel? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. There is a very real connection between loving people and being able to tell them how we feel about many things and hearing how they feel. Then there can be genuine affection. Children are not the only people who have a language of their own. We all do. But each of our languages needs to be spoken and heard, and too often they are not. Practicing the work of mutual love among people, whether adult with adult, adult with child, or child with child, requires respect, listening, looking, and sharing. If we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love is perfected in us. What about the mutual love between God and humanity? Sometimes I think this is the hardest kind of mutual love to get a hold of or to practice, in part because we try to make God so distant or because we don't know how to describe how we experience God. For me, it was a child in a novel that provided my own spiritual awakening to God's love. In John Galsworthy's novel, The Foresight Saga, there is a scene in which the entire family has gathered to bury the much-beloved dog Balthazar. A young boy is there, puzzled about death and wondering about the god of whom he has heard very little in the family circle. Do you believe in God, he asks his father. Of course, the father replies. If by God one means the power which is behind everything that exists, or if by God one means the sum of human goodness, that leaves out Christ, doesn't it? The son perceptively replies. The sun in the story reminds us that the center and focus of the Christian faith is not a creed or a doctrine or a well-thought-out systematic theology of life. The center and focus of the Christian faith is a person, Jesus the Christ, and that person's relationship to each And all of us his disciples God spoke to us through Jesus in a language we can all understand the language of human relationship And what Jesus says about that relationship is no longer do I call you servants, but I have called you friends I chose you Love one another as I have loved you. Abide in my love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And he practiced what he preached. So, three areas of mutual love, mutual love among people, mutual love in creation, and mutual love between God and humanity. We can practice the work of mutual love by respecting and valuing all parts of creation as sacred and by working against the abuse of the earth which is evil. We can practice the work of mutual love by, in the words of our own baptismal covenant, striving for justice and peace among all people and respecting the dignity of every human being. And we can practice the work of mutual love by loving one another as Jesus did. By advocating on behalf of the poor and oppressed by healing the sick, by comforting those who mourn, by feeding the hungry and clothing the naked, and, yes, if need be, by laying down our lives for our friends. Because God is love, and nothing shall separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.